0: Welcome, everybody, to a Baseball America podcast. I'm John Manuel. We're in, still in Nashville at the winter meetings. It's very quiet here at the Opryland Hotel, but uh, we've got one last piece of news for you. That's our Baseball America Minor League Player of the Year. I'm sitting here with Will Myers of the Royals organization. And, uh, Will, thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to start off with the uh, 2009 draft. And the 2009 draft got a lot of attention this year because of Mike Trout, uh, right. <laughs> Major League Player of the Year for Baseball America, Rookie of the Year. He was the top high school player uh, you know, subsequently from that draft class, right. uh, 25th overall pick. You went in that draft class, and we were just looking at it uh, b- before we were recording at the state of North Carolina, what a big year it was, the year that you came out in North Carolina in 2009. Just talk a little bit about what it was like going through the draft process as a, as a high school player and how things worked out for you. Did it work out kind of the way you hoped it would, the way you thought it would, kind of surprises along the way in that, in that draft year? <laughs>
1: Yeah the the, the draft uh, draft year was a great year for me you know it was it was a lot of fun uh, to be able to go through that process um, you know I was committed to South Carolina but you know I had to entertain the draft with you know um, with uh, you know my what I had and um, but no it was a lot of fun I enjoyed it you know being able to uh, talk to a lot of the scouts play in front of the scouts all the time and um, you know it was one of, it was one of the most fun processes I've ever had uh, just going through it and um, you know once it got to draft time. Uh, I know I was talking to my agents a lot to figure out what you know what teams exactly wanted me and all that stuff, um, but you know it was it was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, I don't really know exactly you know what right. everything to say about it, but you know because everybody's just different. Well, South um,
0: Carolina, you mentioned that I forgot about that part. We've talked about that in Omaha the last three years. <laughs> right. You know, we make jokes about well, here's where Christian Walker's hitting. This is where Will Myers would hit. I mean, you have yeah. to watch them on in, a, in in Omaha and think, man, I should be catching. I could catch, uh, you know, Michael Roth barehanded or any of that yeah, yeah, of stuff.
1: No, no, I was, Yeah, I was committed to South Carolina. They were a great school, obviously, you know, going to uh, the World Series three years in a row, and, um, winning two of them, and then getting the championship game one. But, yeah, that would have been awesome to be able to go there. Uh, they obviously have a great program there. Coach Tanner, well, now he's leaving now, but Holbrook taking over. Um, Yeah, it would have been definitely cool to be able to go there, but, um, yeah, I think I made the right decision.
0: And we were looking at that state of North Carolina. I mean, I'll call it back up on the... I love the BA draft archive. It's one of my funnest things to do and to waste time at the office. But Dustin Ackley, Alex White, Will Myers at the top of that list. I mean, a couple of guys have already gotten the major leagues there, in Ackley and White. But how much? How many of those guys? Like, did you play against like a Brian Goodwin who was on that list? We talked about how some of the guys that on this that you played with in summer ball. You know, what do you what do you think you look back at this and and some of the guys from North Carolina who are in the big leagues now? What does it say about the state of college baseball in the old north? It's not college baseball, baseball in the old north state.
1: Right. Yeah. Just seeing of so these players on there. I played with a lot of them on there with the uh, with the dirt bags. And Brian Goodwin, uh, Daniel Tuttle's on there. Richie Schaefer. Uh, Levi Michaels not on there, obviously, because he went to school early. <laughs> I yeah. About him. Yeah. Yeah. He went to school early. But yeah, there's a bunch of guys on this list, man. are good players. The state of North Carolina, I think, is one of the best states um, in the country for baseball. I mean, we got a lot of great talent there.
0: And you went straight from there. I mean, even we got to see you in the state of North Carolina the next year in pro ball over in uh, well, that your draft year in uh, Burlington. Right. Um, I'm, we're spoiled. I love the Appalachian League. We saw yeah. we saw Bubba Starling and Byron Buxton this year, almost fourteen million dollars a center fielder in an yeah, Apple League game, which was a little crazy. Um, but the, so the next year, how did that prepare you? How prepared were you for? That first year in pro ball, was it easier than you thought it would be? Did uh, you have a little bit more success maybe in that first year of pro ball than you um,
1: thought it you were supposed to? It, it definitely wasn't easy for me, you know, because the, the biggest thing for my first year was just adjusting to the lifestyle, um, you know, being out on your own, playing every single day. Um, you know, I enjoyed it, though. I think it was better than, you know, me being in school and, you know, all I have to worry about is baseball. But, you know, I, I think it was a big adjustment for any 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 young player coming through. Uh, or for their first year at Pro ball, So, I mean, I, I think it was a big adjustment, you know, more of the lifestyle than anything.
0: How far into a season do you get before you get tired of peanut butter and jelly in the clubhouse or that kind of um, those mundane things? <laughs>
1: it's pretty soon, I mean, because you have it every <laughs> single day for lunch. Uh, you know, that's something different that you got used to. But the higher you go up, the, the better the spreads get. Uh, but, yeah, definitely having that was a big adjustment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite things about the low minor leagues. Um, I think most of our fa- uh, listeners and readers know, so, yeah, had that, that big year in 2010. I think we had you number 10 on our top 100 prospect list. And then 2011 just didn't seem like it. I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was the exact opposite, but clearly you had the, the physical issues with your knee and then just the offensive results weren't there. Kind of t- take our listeners through a little bit of that. how did you injure your knee? Which knee was it? And kind of how that process played out.
1: Right. Yeah. In, in 2011, I injured my left knee. I was actually running out, of, uh, running to my apartment out of the rain and, and slipped and fell and cut my knee open pretty bad. I had, um, uh, two stitches and four staples in my knee, uh, was out a week uh, with that, came back, played, busted up in the scab, and staff got in it. So I missed about a month and a half of the season. Uh, the the injury honestly didn't have that much to do with it, with my season. It was more just getting out of the lineup and getting out of the swing of things. And, you know, once I came back, everybody was already in midseason form, and, I you know, I'd only played a couple, I think, like maybe 20 games and missed a month and a half. So everybody was already in midseason form, and I was just, um, you know, I only played 20 games, so I think that was the biggest thing, and me not me not having success early kind of hurt my confidence a little bit, and um, yeah, I think that was the biggest thing is the confidence level wasn't there.
0: Seemed like I only saw you once that year, but I saw you in the fall league. I went out for the Rising Stars game. I can't remember <laughs> if I saw you on the Friday night before the game or if I saw you in the Rising Stars game. I'm pretty sure you were in that game. But I just remember texting uh, JJ Cooper, who you know does our Royals rankings. I was like. I don't care what he did this year. You got to rank this guy high cuz you, you look like it seemed like your rhythm and your timing was back in the fall league. Was that I know you put up big numbers there. Right. But it, did you feel like you got maybe back got that confidence back and got a little bit of that snap back in your forearms? Yeah, absolutely cuz I
1: I know uh, you know after the season a bunch of people were doubting, you know, my ability to be able to hit. And uh, I knew going to the fall league being able to have a good fall league would, you know, kind of regain that status. So What I want to do is just go out there and have a good, you know, have a good fall league, uh, play with some confidence, and just know every bat, you know, I was going to hit something hard or or get a hit. And uh, that's what I was able to do every time I was in the box.
0: You talked about being in the lineup, you know, just being in the lineup every day to keep in that rhythm, see pitches, that kind of thing. I guess that's what happened really for you in 2012, and to stay in the lineup every day, not like they were going to take you out, but center field, right field, third base, Was it more difficult to stay in a rhythm when you were moving around different positions, or did it actually help you a little bit to focus? uh, Uh, I don't want
1: to say it like got me out of rhythm because I enjoy playing all over the you know playing different positions. I think I think it kind of keeps it interesting. Uh, But I enjoy playing center field a lot more. Obviously, it's my favorite one. Uh, But I don't think that I don't think that had any effect of you know getting out of the rhythm of anything. I actually enjoyed it because you know it made it interesting every day.
0: And this season, I mean, uh, at what point during the year did you know that did you feel like? this was going to be the kind of year that you could be, a, I mean, obviously you aren't thinking minor league player of the right. year, but at what point in the year, was it, was it May or was it even in April, where you thought to yourself, you know, I'm ready for this, this is going to be a big year?
1: Uh, I think, you know, early April, after, after my first, I think it was after my fifth series of the year when we were back home, I, I, I started feeling really good at the plate. I didn't see, nothing was really fooling me. I felt really confident in the box. I knew at that point I was like, this is going to be a good year for me. I um, mean it's obviously continued um um in AA and then on to triple A. So I think right around mid April, maybe, maybe a little later April, I, I kinda knew something was going to happen this year.
0: What's been the highlight of your offseason so far? <laughs> you know, besides of course coming to get this award. Right.
1: Um yeah, you know, I just think being being home with my family, uh just hanging out with all those uh hanging out with my family and friends and just being home uh, with them. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in the
0: big leagues. Hopefully this is the last time you're ever eligible <laughs> for minor league player of the year. But uh thank you for taking the time. We really appreciate it and look, uh, look forward to talking to you tonight more at the banquet. Thanks for having me. Will Myers, our Minor League Baseball, Baseball America's Minor League Player of the Year here on the Baseball America podcast. So long, everybody.